You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. All right, folks, so it is Thursday, October 25th. Uh, for a change, I have a guest on my podcast. <laughs> but I hope that you guys enjoyed the last couple of weeks where I just sat down and talked to you about some spiritual weapons. I am very excited because this Saturday, and of course, if you're listening to this after October 27th, it's not this Saturday, but this Saturday, October 27th, I'm going to be in Austin, specifically Round Rock, for a Strategic Warfare for City Transformation conference that starts at 9 a.m. Now, I'm going to say this. You can register on our website, bridemovement.com. This is an event hosted by Luke 418 Ministries, and Bar Buckland, who is the head of that ministry, is going to be joining me for the podcast today. But this event will be at Faith Culture Church, 655 Palm Valley Boulevard, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. Uh, registration is only $50, and frankly, uh, the way things look, you, you may be able to register at the door. So I want to encourage you to, to hang out with us. Um, really excited about the content that's going to be going forward at this conference. It's something that you've never heard on this podcast before, never heard presented in any of our courses or in our uh, school, the Bride Ministries Institute. This is all brand new stuff, and it's going to be six hours of it. So, you know, if you're in the area, I want to encourage you, hang out with us. Now, we are building up BMI. Uh, we have a number of courses. You can find it just by going to BrideMovement.com and clicking on the Bride Ministries Institute tab. Let me explain. If you register for the Bride Ministries Institute and set up like a name, that simply gives you an account on Teachable, which is the platform, that doesn't give you access to any of the classes. And some of you have been a little bit confused about that. You said, well, I signed up for the school, but I didn't pay anything, but I can't get into any of the classes. Well, we have tons of free content. But if you want the classes, which are specific, uh, you know, um, subject-focused learning experiences uh, that, that will be an investment into your personal ministry and life, then you're going to be sewing into Bride Ministries, that, that essentially, by purchasing those classes. And once you purchase the classes, make a payment, then all of the courses open up to you um, in that specific category. If you purchase the Kingdom or the Grace or, you know... Um, advanced deliverance and those classes will open up to you and you'll be able to go through the course take the quizzes and learn so that is continuing to be expanded we'll be recording again in a couple weeks i am going to be adding hopefully three more classes either before the end of the year or by the end of january we're going to work it out but we are really excited about um, adding a class on the kingdom in the end times, a class on ministry to the human spirit, and a class on realms and realm thinking. And so look forward to all of that. Remember, guys, when you are sowing into Bride Ministries, you are sowing into a platform that is expanding to create solutions to problem sets that are unique and that are niche, but not as niche as people want to think. And for all of you that continue to financially support us, thank you. You're making an amazing difference. We are continuing to save towards survivor housing while we're continuing to take survivors off of our survivor waiting list for coaching hours that we are 
subsidizing through the ministry. Um, we are also, you know, really investing in the platform now. You will see, uh, hopefully in the next couple months, the release of an updated website. You know, we're, we're working on updating our, our image and web presence again and uh, really integrating with uh, enhanced engagement through social media and, you know, just looking to cast a bigger net, folks. And all of that is costing money. And we're making the investment because we believe that there are a lot of people that are looking for what we have and we are here to help them find it. So with that said, we're going to get right to the program. Visit us at BrideMovement.com. I so appreciate all of you that continue to listen to this podcast, follow our ministry, attend the Fireplace Church. God bless you. We'll see you in a minute. Folks, this week on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall, we are very excited to bring back Barb Buckland. Now, if you had listened to this podcast a few weeks ago, you'll remember her because she came on the program to talk to us about joy. And I really enjoyed that program. We got into why joy is based not on seeking random pleasures, but on things that matter, like relationships. And and the way she broke it down and how joy affects the brain was so good. I said, you know, we have to have you back on to talk about peace. Now, Luke 418 Ministries is based out of Austin. You can find them at www.luke-418.com. And they work with people that are broken in need of inner healing and deliverance. They do have a long wait in those folks. I'm just giving you the warning, but you know, Barb, it is so good to have you back on the program. Oh, well, it's good to be here again with you, Dan. Looking forward to it and looking forward to next weekend as well. Well, you'll be here in Austin. That's right, folks. I'm going to be in Austin at Barb's invitation, which I am so excited about. Uh, the last time I was there, Barb, it was just a blast. And this time we're going to be talking about uh, city transformation and strategic warfare for territories. Um, so, uh, folks, if you're getting this before Saturday, you can still register. If it's after Saturday, sorry, this is this is gone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Barb, right. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to being down there with you. Yeah, we are too. We are too. We had such a good time last time, and it's wonderful to uh, uh, just to get input on uh, the issues of of um, healing and deliverance. And uh, people have really enjoyed uh, the books that they bought when you were here last time. And I understand. By by the way, I understand that the uh, a couple of your prayers have been translated into Chinese. And they're being translated into Spanish by a team that's working with us to uh, translate our deliverance ministry into Spanish. So that's kind of cool, I think. think And it's all going to be translated into Polish as well. This thing has gotten a sort of a life of its own all of a sudden. Oh, my. Yeah. We have, uh, I think I gave you a copy of the film that was made for us uh, called Road to Freedom. 
And uh, the man that did that film had come through Deliverance, and he was uh, um, really struck by what the Lord did in his life. And he was a filmmaker, and he came back a few weeks later and said that the father had told him that he was to do a documentary about Luke 418. So he made a film for us. And uh, now he's in, um, he's been, he has a real mission to go to uh, the Polish people in Chicago and work with them in the areas of drama and theater and dance and uh, bring the Lord in the process. And after he went through deliverance, he started coming and working with us at the table to take other people through. So he called just this last Saturday morning to tell us that he had taken his first Polish person through in Chicago. So that was the beginning of something new there. Whoa. Isn't that fun? That's so exciting. I, I really yeah. love deliverance um, and, yes. and the fruit that it produces in the lives of people. You know, And one of the things, oh. Barb, that just breaks my heart is that it, you know, deliverance as a ministry has been nominalized in certain mm -hmm. parts of the body of Christ. And it's to Most. all of our detriment. Yes. Well, yes, and uh, we, you know, I just think all the time what would happen in the body of Christ if the body were really free, right, of all the hindrances so that they could work out the good works that they were with, written in their book of life and walk into their destinies and all these things that we deal with and deliverance hinder that from happening. So, uh, you know, we just feel like we see a miracle or two or three every day and just think how glorious it would be if the whole body of Christ were free in that way. Hmm. Well, and, and one of the things that people seem to be really bound up in the area of, Barb, is peace. Yes. Uh, it, because they don't have it. No. What is peace? Well, I, you know, the peace isn't just kind of a sense of calm, right? Because I think the biblical peace, which is really the word uh, shalom, is far more meaningful than that. It's really a sense of wholeness, and it's a, a harmony of all things in right relationship uh, to God and to each other. So that when we, one of the things we know is that when we bring peace, we are blessed, right? And I, I was looking at peace scriptures today, and, and Romans 5, 1 says, Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means that we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. So I think that's the, the beginning part of peace right mm -hmm. it's that it's that oneness with the lord understanding what that means and uh, then in romans 5 10 it talks about being reconciled to him right so then it says in in romans 5 10 now that we are at peace with god and because we share in his resurrection life how much more we will be rescued from sin's dominion so all that works together right the peace the um and and what comes right after that is is more joy that comes with the peace, right? Those two things are certainly intertwined, but and fear are are the opposing forces. And most of the world, I would say, wouldn't you too, Dan, that the world is in a place of horrendous fear these days. 
I mean, we can call it anxiety, but the truth is it's fear. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Right? So, so you're telling me that fear is one of the number one reasons why people are not walking in peace. Absolutely. Well, 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 but... I think they're, I mean, I just think they're antithetical. If you don't have peace with the Lord, and if you don't have that security with him, then you're, you're going to be walking in fear, doubt, double-mindedness, anxiety. All those things are going to come in with it. And when you look at the scriptures on peace, um, they they speak it out real clearly, right? Yeah, I I pulled up a couple scriptures on peace and fear, and this is what it says: Lord, even when your path takes me, this is Psalm twenty three four hmm. in the uh, in the Passion translation. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. And uh, here's another one. Proverbs 133 says, But the one who always listens to me will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace. Free from fear, confident and courageous, you will rest unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. So what I see is you're either walking basically in peace or you're going to walk in fear, right? That those two don't, they don't live together in the same place. The other day, I was driving in my car. And Barb, I'm going to tell you what happened. You ready for this? You okay. This is a mess. It's horrible, okay? Um, I see a spider crawling on my finger. Where did the spider come from? Who knows? It was small, tiny, relatively harmless, right? Right. Now, you know what happened? Mm. I looked at my hand and I said, aha, there is a spider on my finger that should not be there. So I flicked my hand. But that was really a big mistake because when I flicked the spider, it landed on my wife's foot. And she was a little bit more fearful of the spider than I was. Now, this broke the sense of peace and wholeness and... uh, right relationship between God and everything else in the car for a few uh, I can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow peace escaped you. Huh? Oh, it fled on both yeah. feet. I mean, it was gone. I was like, where to go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, what um, happened? But, but, you know, you're right. To fear... Fear and peace are in a battle. Absolutely in battle, right? And how many times did the angels say when they came in when people were afraid, right? The first thing the angels say is peace unto you, right? Wow. And uh, Jesus, what did Jesus say? He said, peace I leave you, right? He said, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives, right? It says, do not your, let your hearts 
be troubled and do not be afraid. So what he's saying is his perfect peace will take us out of that place where we trouble about the things from the world, where we worry about them, when we're afraid of whether it's spiders or whether we're afraid of the uh, whatever it might be, right, on a day-to-day basis, uh, those things are antithesis to each other. I'm so that if we're what? really walking in his peace and his wholeness, um, we should be also, uh, there's a lot, of, we should be walking without fear. That's the first thing. But, it, you know, the, the scriptures also, I mean, the scriptures about peace are just incredible, just as they were about joy. And um, the the assuredness that that peace will be there if our relationship is right with him. That's the first thing. And then he tells us over and over again that we should extend that peace to everybody around us, right? To live a, a calm and peaceful life, right? So uh, that that's, that's the outgrowth of it. If we have peace with him, then we go after bringing peace to others. It's a gift that we bring to other people. <laughs> wow. That is profound. Well, you know, that's a, we're dealing with, I'm, I'm part of the Austin Disaster Relief Network and have been since it started. And of course, right now, the, the disasters, this disaster is in the form of a flood, not very far from where I live. And uh, in fact, we've got houses within a few miles of us that have been uh, damaged and some just destroyed. They're up in the hill country, there are like 700 houses that are in some, some swept away, some not. But when you've got that kind of trauma, which is true in the lives of the people that you see and that we see, uh, the best thing that we can do for those people is to bring them back to a place of peace. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in a place of peace, you can begin to deal with the issues when you're working in fear when you're working in panic, when you're working in all the loss, right, all the trauma, you make uh, poor decisions. So from a disaster relief network purpose, what we want to do is to bring carriers of God's peace into that situation with people. When... So in order to do that, we have to be carriers of peace. That's the first thing, right? We don't learn peace when there's a, when there's a trauma. We don't learn peace in the midst of a disaster. As the body of Christ, we should be carrying that peace. If we're in that right relationship with him, mm-hmm. then that peace that we carry is actually transmittable, just as joy is, so is peace. Because that is part of the kingdom, right? It's not a... That doesn't have anything to do with rules about food, right? But it's the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. Well, so it, there it is. There's the kingdom. Amen. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, how does this translate to to people that have been raised in an environment of fear? They went mm-hmm. and, and lack and uh, trauma uh, and, and right. they, so they grow up surrounded by that and then they become Christian and are now suddenly expected to have peace something that is completely foreign to them well how do you coach people Barb? Uh, well 
we we bring first the first thing is to get to get to be sure that they're in a right relationship by the Lord. I think that has to do everything with uh, the work that we do, getting rid of generational curses, you know, working through things like that. And then um, we really teach and preach joy, both joy and peace, both joy and, and peace. And we um, we have a, a uh, I, I believe it comes uh, with an understanding that this is a possibility because people that have been working out of trauma, deep trauma, like we're doing with deliverance. We had a gal here today who was uh, homeless actually, but oh my goodness, when you got past the things that had happened to her, she's very skilled, very bright, been to college. I mean, it's a pretty incredible, it would make a great movie, um, but she's been working in a lot of lies and fear. and. So once we can attack the lies that the enemy has put in somebody about who they are and uh, what their relationship with the Lord is and how the enemy has been deceiving them and how they've been walking in fear and that it's possible to walk out of that fear, um, then they begin to see that it's a possibility, right? Because what they've been believing is that things will never change, right? They'll always be rejected or things will never go right or... I have to be afraid, and when we deal with that that demon of fear once in a while, you know, he'll say to those things like, um, she's mine, right? She doesn't know how to live without fear. I'm not going to let her go, right? Hmm. And, of course, they've been living with a whole lot of fear bonds, probably from the time they were little kids. So it takes some time. But that's the basic, is, is to get rid of the lies and have them really settle into the truth of who they are and uh, that this is, this is a possibility to, to get back to a point of joy and peace. Now, I walked in, this, I had two of our wonderful gals working with this gal today, and uh, she was really kind of panicky uh, about being here and about going through deliverance and... Uh, when I walked in, I, I started talking to her. She was in the midst of the deliverance, and one of the gals came out and said, I think she's, she's ready to go home. And I said, oh, no, she can't go home. So when we, she got to this point when she was w really walking in fear, and uh, uh, fear of just you know, being here, nervousness and so forth, anxiety. And uh, when I walked in and sat down and talked to her, um, she said, well, she said, your voice has just brought me, has just brought in peace to me. Mm -hmm. And strangely enough, she looked down and I have a ring that has love on it. That's what it says. And she had one on. Mm -hmm. And she put those two rings together and she said, she said, look what God did. So in the process of it, she started to smile. It was the first time anybody had seen any joy come on her. But joy and peace was just released together. And it was really beautiful. That's so I, I just believe that the body of Christ is supposed to walk in that peace of, and joy. There's, it's supposed to be, it is transferable. It is infectious. Uh, and with all the fear and all the concern and all the anger going on in this world, people are really drawn to people to others who have peace and joy and carry it. 
And so that will attract people into the kingdom. If the church is walking in that peace and joy, it looks very different than the rest of the world, right? But I believe with all the crisis that we're having, people are going to be looking for others who uh, carry that mantle, and they'll want that for themselves. Okay, so I want to talk to you about how uh, peace can affect a person who's been battling fear of success or fear of failure, mm-hmm. or both. Um, mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, Barb, are are, are stuck because they are insecure about going further or going higher but Mm -hmm. they're also afraid of failing if they try to go further or higher at the same time and so there's no ability to land on uh, peace even about how to pray into open doors opportunities and you know I see people sometimes they, they go into prayer double-minded because they want to pray for an opportunity or for a breakthrough but as they're praying their fear of success and fear of failure as a as a backdoor sabotaging their faith and creating confusion in the spirit um, yeah. now I don't know yeah I'm sure you've seen this before uh, what do you have to say to a person that struggles with fear of success or, or fear of failure? Yeah, well, to me, I guess fear is fear. Mm. And um, what we know is that when, I, what I believe is, and I believe it's totally scripture, when we're walking in that place where we have security, who we are, as sons of the or daughters of the king, then we have a sense of uh, of just a real. There comes the word peace into my head. We have a real peace about who we are, and a security in that place that there's a love bond formed uh, with God, and um, nobody is going to move you out of that place once you have that experience. That's the way I believe it's supposed to be. That we just believe that that's who we are and we we can be sure that he's for us and not against us. And once we believe all those truths that are in Scripture, I believe that perfect love that we feel, we've, we have felt, it flees. I believe he, that has the ability to drive out fear when we're able to receive the love. Now, there are some people that have, because of all the fear, right, they build up walls around their heart so they... They can't uh, give fear, give love, or or receive love, but those walls get melted down once people go through deliverance and get healing, mm. so that they're in a different place. And that that uh, that love from the Father, I think, is the key to people walking in the security of who they are. There's a the verse I just looked at one this afternoon I pulled it up now may God the inspiration and fountain because this pulls it all together inspiration and fountain of hope fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him 
And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with a superabundance until you radiate with hope. So there's hope, peace, power, joy, all in one verse, right? That's powerful. And a superabundance is what you end up. A superabundance of those things is what you're, what you're going to come out with. So when you're in those places, there's no room for fear. You know, your heart's flooded with the light of Jesus. It's flooded with joy and perfect peace. Fear doesn't enter in when people are in that place where that relationship is right. Um, they know that uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is there. And what's the, whether the first two again, it's joy and peace, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the, I just see fear fleeing once we establish the foundation of those relationships and the security of who we are in Christ. Another thing I think, uh, Dan, is the ability to hear God's voice. Yes. Because, uh, again, um, once we're able to hear his voice and we know that he's there, that he's always with us, we we teach something called a manual. I think I mentioned it last time too. And uh, once once people know that and know that they can hear his voice and get answers to the things that are bothering them and the questions they have, and he always meets people in a manual wherever they are, and he gives them exactly what they need at the moment. Once they have that realization that that is something that they can trust in and depend on. And uh, that he's also been there through all the trauma, and he heals that trauma at the same time. Then uh, fear and insecurity just scatter, and we see people really walking in the the fullness of joy, hope, and peace. All and all the fruit of the spirit comes right. Because if you don't have joy and peace, you surely won't have um, you surely won't have the kindness of heart and the other things that are there in the fruit of the spirit or patience will you well no and actually when you brought up the the subject of the voice of god you know i'm reminded of something that's always stuck with me since bible school uh you know and, and they taught us the bible says be anxious for nothing but for in nothing all, but, but in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving make your requests known unto god and the God of yeah. all peace will give you the peace that passes all understanding that will keep your hearts and minds by Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the way they described it, which I still cling to now, is that you know the peace of God actually umpires the heart. In, in, right. in a sense, if it is the voice of God, your heart, your being, the, the seat of your person will resonate with peace if it's not the voice of god that peace is not going to be there uh it might just feel like another bad idea <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but when it's god there's this harmonization that happens inside of us that's totally uh entrenched in supernatural peace and that is one of the best indicators that one is actually hearing the voice of God when they're in prayer. And I still mm -hmm. follow this as a rule of thumb, Barb. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's that's because it's basic foundational truth, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's a rule of thumb, right? It's foundation. If you don't get that piece, which let's face it, most of the body of Christ doesn't have that, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't have that, to me, uh, all these other things will mm, uh, fall on ground that's not really fertile. They've got to have that foundational ability to hear the voice of the Lord, to know that it's real and that it's experiential. It's not just head knowledge. This is something that is, is real, and they know that. Nobody can take away that testimony from them because it's something that, that they have. And just as you say, you're not going to go away from that verse, right? They're not going to go away from the experience that they've had with the Lord and the voice that they've heard and the voice that they know heals, and the voice that they know can speak peace to a storm. That's what it's about. So those things to me are just, man, they should be 101 in any church Mm. to bring Mm. people to the place where they can hear the voice of the Lord and uh, then go from there and know who they are in Christ. So If we had a body of Christ that that did that, right, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be... We wouldn't be anxious about anything. We would be walking um, in peace all the time. I, looking up at, up at peace and fear today, I found another verse which I thought was interesting. It was Acts 9.31. After this, the church all over Judea, Galilee, and Samaria experienced a season of peace. The congregations grew larger and larger with the believers being empowered and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. They worshiped God in wonder and awe and walked in the fear of the Lord. So there's fear of the Lord, uh, peace, joy, everything wrapped up in that picture of a church that's growing and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So not fear of anything of the world, right, but the healthy fear of the Lord. So they were walking in obedience, right, walking in peace, walking in unity one another, and the church was growing. And that's that's what I that's what I think is God's purpose today is that unity comes, we walk in peace with one another, and we will see the church grow and become what it's supposed to what it's supposed to truly be. I know for a fact that there are people that are listening to this podcast that do not have peace in their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, they may even try to bring peace into their home with little to no results. Uh, home is not a peaceful place. Yep. You know, what are some of the ways that a person can introduce an atmosphere of peace into a highly contentious environment? Well, I would go back to some of the weapons of your warfare, right? 
<laughs> you you just spend two two full times talking about them, but you know, for for me, uh, I mean, the beauty of it is that he's given us ways to pray and to bind up that spirit of fear and whatever it is, anger, violence. We know that it works. We see it work all the time. So again. You know, you know your authority in Christ. You know you can do that. You know you can lose peace and joy in a place and be uh, that person that shifts the spiritual climate in a home or in an office or eventually in a city. That's what we're after, right, is city transformation. So I believe that those spiritual weapons that he's given us are also weapons that are overlooked to a great deal. Uh, I see people sometimes binding up spirits, but... He tells us that we have the ability to bind and loose. Mm. So if you're going to bind up anger and rage, you sure want to come back and and loose peace and joy, right? Loose the opposite spirits. So, so that, yeah, so that you're bringing in, because that's bringing in the presence of the Lord. And I and I know one one of Jim Wilder's fav, favorite comments, which I love, is when we're talking with people that are living in tough situations, but in, in places, a lot of times, there's not peace in the house, and, and it's not really, there's not really rage and violence going on. There's just not peace and joy in the household, right? Mm -hmm. So one of his favorite comments is to keep the relationship always bigger than the problem, and uh, to work on those things, and to be able to, to be able to speak honestly with one another, because most of those people have been brought up in fear bonds, right? Mm -hmm. With fear bonds. And they don't even know, a lot of times people don't know what it is to walk in peace. And because the, it'll be the opposite, will be a love bond. So that you want to be with people. You, you're not afraid to be with people and you can be uh, the person that you're meant to be. You don't have to... Uh, people that are walking in fear are always walking with a facade, right, in a household. Afraid of what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. Afraid of sharing their negative and their positive feelings. They can only share one or the other. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so it's, a, you know, there's an ability to... To, to really understand what you're missing when you're walking in those fear bonds and uh, to be able to overcome them. Because a love and a peace bond, those will be characterized by truth and closeness and intimacy and uh, perseverance, authentic living. Uh, the fear, fear bonds will be, uh, well, they're pain bonds, right? They're, shame, they're run by shame and guilt and all the negatives. So how do you work to to see those those bonds of fear uh, replaced by bonds of love and peace and joy? And that's that's relational stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That's going back to some of the basics of honoring one another, respecting one another, encouraging one another, um, but working first on ourselves, I think, to be in that secure place with the Lord so that the relationships are just a natural flow of the love and peace which come into our lives. You know, um, I, I think that one of the really important revelations 
on the subject is that we, God actually calls us to be peacemakers. Yes. Um, which sometimes I get, I think gets confused with uh, peacekeepers or, you right. know, the idea that very different thing, right? We're just there to avoid uh, rather than to engage right. from God's perspective. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I know that I, I've, I found this to be true. You know, you step into an environment and it's like, no, I'm here to make peace. And that involves a lot of things, like you said. I mean, uh, oh my gosh, you know, how cool is it to be the host of a radio program where someone comes on and quotes your own program to you? <laughs> See, that's why I love you, Barb. One of many reasons. Um, but like, yeah, God's given us this plethora of weapons to make peace, to, to actually shut down the kingdom of darkness. That's right. But then there's a side of it that is actually character, which is... Wait a minute. If my husband or wife says something offensive because they're in a bad mood, am I going to escalate the situation or am I going to walk this out with Jesus in mind? You know, uh, doing things that don't open the door to strife and walking in 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 a intentionality around giving honor and respect where it's due. Uh, with our boss and employers and you know co-workers and so forth all of these things that we are demonstrating a, a certain solidarity of character that makes peace um, mm-hmm. it, it's just really important for us to keep in mind you know uh, one of the things the Bible says I love this passage in, in Ephesians chapter 4 it says to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace and to me, that means that I am to, well, <laughs> as you put it, keep the relationship bigger than the problem. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, we get into these situations where we find that we just fundamentally disagree with people that may be brothers or sisters on things and allowing there to be peace even around those dis- disagreements is a sign of character yeah. And, and and depth of person. Yeah. Well, one of one of the things too that what we talk to people about is the uh, the ability not to pick up an offense to be unoffendable. Mm. And uh, that's you know the old thing about Satan's bait, right? Yes. Um, and uh, when you go back to the word offense, it it's scandal on. And it was the original thing was a piece of wood with a bent end at it, and they used to put a meat piece of meat on it to catch animals. And I just think that's what that's what happens all the time, right? Satan puts a bait out there. Somebody says something, and we have the ability to either pick up that piece of bait or not. I mean, that's a conscious, willful decision either be drawn into it or not be drawn into it so there's your character issue again too which do you choose do you choose to as you say escalate the situation or do you choose peace right wow and to be to be unoffendable i think is the way we're supposed to walk and i I said to someone well just picture yourself 
and what Teflon is not a good healthy thing to have on you, but it's a it is it, if you were Teflon, and if you're really in Christ, then those words that are coming your way, you have the ability to let them drop to the ground, and choose not to pick up the offense, and to walk in kindness and love, which we know the word says overcomes the enemy and even makes an enemy our friend, right? Wow. To bless them and not curse. So there's the choice we have when it comes to walking out the behavioral part of it, to walk in peace and bring others into that place of peace. Now, and she, once you, you oh, even when you're in a, even when you're in situations that are tumultuous, we know that when one person changes, it changes the whole game, right? You know, when one person doesn't react that way anymore, when they walk out of that place where they want to be contentious or sarcastic or whatever it is, it, change, it changes the people around them. They have to make adjustments, and they don't, often don't want to make those adjustments or they don't welcome them, right? Mm. Again, the word says, you know, when you're saying blessed are the peacemakers or they should be called children of God, that's what we want, right? So that peace of God, what we're talking about is it has to be evident in us. People see it. And they desire to have it because I think that's the way when when we're peacemakers, we're able to show the love of God to a very troubled world. That's the light on the hill, right? That's that's when we're the we're the salt. And that we're going to be able to bring light into every people's other people in the it it, it says it, it, it gives light to everyone in the house. That's the way that that verse rings in Matthew. So um, we're able to bring life into our own house when we're walking in that place. That's good. Speaking of your own house, uh, this is something I've noticed. I've noticed that things flow from the head. And so, in other words, in a house where the husband and the wife are in a great deal of contention and lack of peace. The children are affected in such a way that their lives are experiencing a subtraction of a sense of wholeness and alignment and peace. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be translated into a, a body of believers where if you have um, an eldership that is in one accord there is a sense of wholeness and well-being within the whole community but when schisms begin to happen among the eldership it fractures through to the whole house um totally I, totally I think in that. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say I think those open doors at the head of a church open the doors to whatever those spirits are, just to ring, run freely through the body. Too. We had a uh, a number of years ago. We had a church out here that was really thriving, and um, it happened that there was a a what you would call a Pentecostal pastor and a uh, Baptist pastor working together, and it was amazing what was happening. 
and um, the old religious spirit raised its head and there was tremendous division come in the in the uh, in the pastors and one of them got fired and oh it was a terrible split every you know everybody ended up there were no there were no peace peacemakers right so there was a horrible fuss that ended up and what i saw which i i mean i was not aware of it that that that, that would happen but that church had so many divorces in it mm. and i just thought you know afterwards looking back that division and that separation and the anger and the rage and really a divorce between the two pastors right and the split just seemed to open the door to that spirit of divorce and split in the families within that body and I think the same thing happens if there's perversion at the top right the same those spirits are just uh, like a familiar spirit that could run through a body of Christ if there's if there's pornography at the top and perversion then that church may be really open to pornography and and perversion all the way through it that makes sense to you That's from a spiritual so, standpoint it's so accurate though it's so accurate though and you know, this truly takes me back to Paul's instruction when he's talking about leaders. And he says, you know, that the man must rule his own house well. Mm-hmm. I, that's a requirement. There's a wisdom behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not to put people in places of authority until they're ready for it, right? <laughs> until their character matches the position. <laughs> well, yeah. Why is that so funny? We've learned a few lessons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've all seen that, right? Well, oh. we, we're all still seeing it, unfortunately. I'm going to tell you what. Okay, so talking about peace um, even how it flows from the head uh, it, you know it flows through generations there, yeah. there are repeat you can see the patterns of a, a life devoid of peace that people carry one generation to the next mm-hmm. and sometimes and you brought this up earlier you know, people say, why can't I find peace? Well, there's a generational curse on your whole bloodline that's sucking the peace right out the window that needs to be brought into correction. You bet. Yeah, this little girl that was here today that I mentioned before had uh, four generations of Freemasonry in her family mm. and generations of abuse that went right along with it she knew that Mm, mm, mm. there's what you're talking about right so that was seeded into her her family line from her family line that you know people I mean again a, a good part of the body of Christ doesn't believe that generational curses are even true right I mean doctors even understand that they understand what's happening in the physical realm 
but it's certainly true in the spiritual realm, the doors that are opened and the curses that come as a result of it. So good. So yeah, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. So this is part of our spiritual armor, right? Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on this? Hmm. Well, the gospel is the gospel of the good news of joy and peace, right? Hmm. I mean, that's what we're bringing to the world. Is the, I mean, that's what the word says that we're bringing, right? Amen. Joy and peace, that's good news that we're carrying. And so I believe that we're, I mean, I believe that Ephesians 6, I, I look at it, I know it's a good exercise, but I look at it as a lifestyle. In other words, we're just supposed to be walking that way all the time. So that when we're walking in that peace, um, we are protected. The enemy doesn't have any place to get to us when we're walking in peace. When we have shoes that are walking in the gospel of peace. We're walking a totally protected life. I look at it, you know, like we're above the snake line is where we should be. Come on. That we're walking in that place where the enemy, he's not going to get us if we're walking in peace and joy. What's, where's, he hates peace and joy. I mean, I look at peace as, a, as you know, we, I hear it all the time that, oh, well, there's no offensive weapons. I think peace is a totally, totally offensive <laughs> offensive weapon not offensive <laughs> but well it's offensive, offensive to some weapon. people <laughs> yeah offensive to some people but I, I, I look at it as, as a weapon of, of warfare because he can't get to you when you're walking in peace right if you're walking in peace and joy what the enemy does and says becomes quite immaterial to you and if you're carrying that kind of light and, and the ability to walk into loving relationships and change the spiritual climate because you're carrying his presence as that portable Ark of the Covenant, then what has he has been you, right? Where is he going to get at you? <laughs> so tr truth is, a, truth is a, a weapon. You know, all those things are weapons. Every one of those those things that we carry are weapons, right? But particularly the peace part of it, the peace and the joy and the love, those those are offensive weapons. What does the enemy do with those? He couldn't do anything with Jesus, right? So if we're walking, if people see Dan and they say, oh, here comes that Jesus man, right? Hmm. He walks and talks and acts like Jesus, right? What does the enemy do with that? I mean, how is he going to get at you when you're really walking in all the fruit of the Spirit? He doesn't have a place to attack you anymore. That's how I see it. And that's what we try to, to teach and to impart to people, that this is possible. This isn't impossible. This is that radical, radical walk that he calls us to. You know, the fruit um, of this. Amen. It was really interesting, you know. There, there's been a lot of times where I, I've been in scenarios where things seem to be going wrong, 
like you prayed about it, you covered it, you did all this stuff, and yet even still, things seem to not be going according to plan. And the immediate natural response is usually to get upset and frustrated and, and yell at someone or demand some kind of thing. But I have found that sometimes if things begin to be going wrong and I check with my spirit and there's peace, it's actually God working something out. And if I try to fight my way out of what God is working out that looks on the surface to be something going wrong, then I'm actually sabotaging a blessing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, really, you, you learn some of these lessons when you're on a journey to character. You know, it's like, um, you know, you, you drop a book when you're on the way to the bus stop. You pick up the book, but the bus arrives a minute early. So by the time you get to the bus stop, because you dropped the book and it was a like you know all everything worked together, the supernatural yeah. alignment of events, you miss the bus. It's like gosh, you know, just picking an example here, you know, and it's like I'm going to be in a lack of peace now because this is going wrong and that's going wrong. But you know, what if the next bus actually has your divine appointment on it? Amen. <laughs> Amen. And if you get on the bus and, in in a lack of peace and frustration, you won't even hear the Holy Ghost who's saying, "Sit right here," because you're gonna have a very important conversation. It's gonna change your life. Instead, you're just fuming, mad, upset. Right, and you're missing whatever He has for you at the moment. And you know, I just love the in the Passion and in the Source version, both of them. It says when we're talking about this it says the god of peace will swiftly pound satan to a pulp under your feet <laughs> don't you love that I love that god of peace that's going to swiftly crush pound satan to a pulp under your feet and the wonderful favor of our lord jesus will surround you well that's what happens when you when you when you walk in that kind of okay lord what do you have for me now instead of instead of reacting out of the flesh because all that other reaction is out of the flesh right so good all the anger and the the fear and the anxiety all that stuff is coming out of the flesh it's not that's that's not walking in the spirit you know that's not being content in all things all those things go out the window when we again when fear comes in and anger comes in uh, they don't they don't rate in the fruit of the spirit right they pull us out of that place I, we tell people all the time when the when joy leaves and joy particularly because the word that word that says the joy of the lord is our strength okay so when joy leaves it's perfectly okay to ask the lord what stole my joy because he will be very gracious to show it to you <laughs> right and you can, as long as you hear his voice, that's back to that voice thing again. As long as that's there, then you can say, oh, that's what it was. Well, I won't fall for that ploy again, right? Or I won't walk into that trap or that snare. Uh, you've just shown me something. I'm not, I'm not going to fall for that mm. or, or buy that lie anymore. 
and I'm going to walk in peace no matter what. I mean, I believe that we're supposed to be able to walk in the midst of the storm in peace, just as he did, and then to speak peace from the storm. And that's physical as well. I mean, I'm, we've seen that happen so many times with weather. I'm, I'm sure you have too, being able to speak peace to a storm, but to be able to speak peace into situations, relationships as well. That is so good. Um, yeah. I, I have found that peace is actually a prerequisite to going higher in the spirit in order to deal with heavy-duty stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, if I try to pray, say, a warfare prayer from a posture or seat of anxiety and stress and fear, it, it's, it's like very low level. It, it lacks a certain depth of power and mm -hmm. capacity to bring change. If I lay down my stress and anxiety, fear, um, and stuff, junk, you know, at the feet yep. of Jesus before engaging in some kind of spiritual warfare or prayer of clearing an atmosphere, so forth, there's a lot more power, Barb. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that. It just magnifies your authority, right? I mean, that, that's, mag I mean, when you think about that, that's the authority that Jesus had, right? He didn't walk in any of that junk. Mm. So he had incredible authority, which means that we should walk in that incredible authority when you, when all that stuff gets gets uh, put to bed, and we can walk in that peace and joy, no matter what's going on, no matter what, because there's pieces. The peace that that we have is supposed to be, well, two things. It's supposed to be demonstrated certainly by a, a healthy ecclesia. To the world and it's not supposed to be determined by possessions or circumstances right that's right yeah what is so, yeah, go ahead no i was just going to say that that if if you're talking about possessions peace ought to be the thing the possession that you're you're seeking peace and joy right the kingdom those are the possessions that we're seeking and the other things are are in the long run uh, pretty unimportant and if we want to be blessed it says we're supposed to become a peacemaker all those things go together to bring blessings and favor and joy and discernment and the fruit of the spirit in, into our lives and those are the things that will uh, draw others to the to Jesus when they see that modeled Amen so what is one of the moments in your life where you really learned the importance of peace? That God just gave you a massive download and said, you know, Barb, now this is your, like, <laughs> traveling revelation on, on, on peace. On peace? Well, I, it, I think it's 
started in, um, I think I mentioned going to Argentina with you last time, with Ed Silvoso. Yes. And um, one day when we were in the process of a teaching uh, in the morning with all the the people from, the leaders from San, this little town of San Nicolas there and all the people on our trip were there, um, Ed had a small fire pit up at the front of the room and um, he had small pieces, sticks of wood next to him, all about the same size. And he uh, he was teaching on walking in the spirit. And what he said, now, you know, I was a relatively new believer and I hadn't learned much about prophetic acts, but what he said he we were going to do was a prophetic act. And if we were ready to see the old Barbara um, really be able to die and to die to the things of the past and the things that you held on to, then the prophetic act was going to be to just walk up and take one of those sticks and put it in the fire pit and watch it burn. And when you got back to wherever you were from, I was living here in Austin at the time, when you got back to Austin and the old Barbara crept up again, uh, the Holy Spirit would remind you that she died on the uh, plains of Argentina. Hmm. And I did that, and it was transforming. It was as if everything had changed. My heart was changed. My life was changed. I walked, uh, began to walk in a peace and got a download of that peace that day that I had never felt before. So that was the beginning of the walk, but it came from that simple prophetic act in, uh, in Argentina. And it's, it, it from, and, and once you look at once you look at the word again, you see how important that piece is, right? And everything that we do. And he, um, in Peter, I believe it's in the end of Peter, it says, grace to you and peace be multiplied. What's that look like? To me, that looks like uh, peace exponential, right? Mm -hmm. And enough peace that you can pass that peace along to somebody else. Does that answer it? That is really good I love that um wow so yeah I'm, I'm I'm a I'm a lover of peace right <laughs> me too but I used to be a peacekeeper I mean that's one thing that changed in that process I had an alcoholic husband so I walked in a lot of fear bonds mm -hmm. and I walked in the I walked as a peacekeeper trying to think keep things okay right what do what do we do next? What happens next? How do I how do I keep peace in the house? So that for me that was totally transformational to walk in peace, and uh, then joy followed. I just see walking. I mean that's there's the kingdom again. That we're if when we're walking in the kingdom, uh, concerned about the king, walking in righteousness, peace and joy are just they they're just buddies with us. They walk right alongside of us. And we're hedged in. I see that picture just hedged in uh, by protection, 
when we're uh, when we're truly walking as because those are people that do that are life givers right you want to be around people giving life so they bring life and they bring peace and they bring joy to other people it really is transferable and it's uh, infectious all those things are infectious well speaking of being a conduit and transfer of peace barb I want to invite you to um, close this program with a prayer imparting peace to those that may be listening to this program that either are operating in a complete deficit of peace or have broken fellowship with peace for a short season or may be confronted by a lot of... mm, circumstances that are threatening to steal their peace and uh, I'm going to be sitting here soaking it in okay (laughs) well Lord I just thank you for this time and I thank you that you are the God of peace and I thank you that your word says that you're just going to crush Satan under our feet you're just going to crush him to a pulp so we just rejoice in that and Lord, your word says, too, that we're supposed to work, uh, walk in the spirit. And uh, the mindset controlled by the spirit is, uh, is life and it's peace. So I pray for everyone who's listening to this call that their top priority will be to live in that place of peace and joy in the kingdom, uh, that they will... Uh, that that will bring harmony into your relationships that's your word Lord and that they will be eagerly seeking to strengthen and encourage one another and I pray Lord that uh, there's just the inspiration and fountain of hope that comes with that that it will fill them to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace And I thank you that the uh, power of the Holy Spirit, we just pray for each one, will continually surround them with uh, superabundance, superabundance of hope as they walk in the Spirit, Lord. And I thank you that all of that will bring them to the place that they will bring uh, bear much fruit. There will be joy that overflows and peace and patience that endures Lord all those fruit of the spirit will be evident to their lives and they will be those that will shift atmosphere uh, change their home their church their city because they uh, walk knowing that uh, they walk um, filled with your Holy Spirit that they're carriers of your presence that they're those portable arcs of the covenant that they're uh, tents of the Holy Spirit, and that in that tent resides your very presence. So we just bless them with a, a fresh, re- fresh revelation of how much they're loved and how much that love uh, casts out every fear, every anxiety, every concern. We bless them with the uh, perfect love of the Lord, and I do that in Jesus' name precious name amen Mm, mm, mm. amen amen that was good amen 
Folks, I hope you received that uh, powerful prayer. Uh, Barb Buckland is the overseer, the one in charge at Luke 418 Ministries. You can find them at www.luke-418.com. Until next time, God bless and God speak. You've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. If you would like to connect with us at Bride Ministries or to support what we are doing financially, visit us at www.bridemovement.com.